Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. So this is a podcast, really, that was triggered by Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister of Australia, who, when he was out visiting bushfires, attempted to shake hands with some of the people, and they absolutely didn't want to shake his hand. They refused to. Now, not only did Mr. Morrison look really uncomfortable, which is understandable, the way he handled it at one point was to actually take a lady's hand put it into his own, shake it, and almost pose for photographs. It was almost as if he didn't realise that we're in a different age, where, of course, people were taking photos, and they were videoing it live, and he really looked as if he'd forced a situation, and just wasn't aware of the impact, not just of social media, but the fact that he couldn't control the narrative. So, that was the trigger for the podcast. We've called it Social Awareness and Leadership, and today I'm talking with Stu Trevina, who's one of the team. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Leadership Bites with your host Guy Bloom, a leadership podcast, conversations, just me talking and occasional interviews. Check us out at livingbrave.com and when you enjoy the episode, subscribe and tell everyone. So we have got the topic which is, does the growth of social media put greater emphasis on leaders to be self-aware? And I guess that kicked off when, I can't remember who it was now, but one of us saw the Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, attempting to shake hands with people when he went out to the bushfire. And he got the comment, I don't really want to, from one guy who was a firefighter. And then he had the lady whose hand he physically took and put in a, in his own and kind of forced her to shake hands, almost as if he was doing it for like a, a photo opportunity, as opposed to being cognizant of the fact that people were recording it and it was out on social media minutes later with commentary that went with it and i kind of i kind of guess that fired up the question then yeah i think it, it, it was a it, it was a moment in time where you saw somebody in an environment that, that wasn't quite going to plan and, and i think it, it, without the without kind of social media being as popular popular as it is yeah. in days gone by would that have just been a moment that would have passed whereas now you know that that's gone out there and he's kind of being judged for it and there's a story of him that goes ahead of him and even you know just before we started this I had a quick look on youtube and just just looked for scott morrison yeah and six videos of the first page are all related to that one moment that one incident you know with, with we're talking like half a million views half a million views seven hundred fifty thousand views and has that little moment defined him now and, and, and now he, is he in a position to recover from that is you know the whole handling of the situation i see that the impact that it's had on him and whether or not that impact that it might have on his story and his brand i'm slightly more focused on the actual lack of awareness around his own ability to handle the situation and i wonder if it's because he himself isn't capable of doing it and that was captured on media or his recognition that it was going wrong in front of a media platform really made him kind of super aware of how wrong it was going which then led to him and i'm just uh, just watching that youtube clip of when he met the firefighter who literally just did not want to look at him talk to him shake his hand so all the normal social protocols of hey it's you know it's the prime minister of the country were just gone and 
all he could do was walk away you know he literally put his hands in his pockets and he walked away so i wonder if it's that without comfort and a real savvy around social media i just wonder if it just highlights the individual's either personal discomfort with social media or i wonder if the cameras weren't there would he have been a completely different character but he's just so wound up by the fact that the cameras are there he goes the best thing i could do is get out of here let me grab let me grab you and move this isn't working abort and he, but it is i think that's almost more uncomfortable to see him than just lurk in the background <laughs> kind of not really sure what to do or where to go yeah and i think that's that's what i found fascinating because he's got advisors and, and again maybe that's what this does it catches people for what they really are because if you were socially media where you go "Mm, this can't work out well for me if i just walk off normally in a organizational context it would just be an awkward meeting that there might be one or two observers to and it would be kind of played back as yeah that didn't go very well but it would be relatively self-contained with a little bit of conversation a little bit of story afterwards that might make its way around the place but the repercussions here are so enormous so uh, yeah i think that's the bit that fascinates me is it him he's not capable of dealing with emotional intelligence with the reality of what's going on for another human being and that's captured on film or does that reality of him being in that context make it worse for him when i look at i think a lot of leaders i'm noticing with one of the clients i've got right now none of them are on linkedin you know we've spoken about it and it's a really it's a really odd it's it's an odd platform because it's so i find the people i talk to it's so open to interpretation of what it is there to do yeah and i don't i don't know if you've even seen there's almost like the the linkedin police this is the place for this it's not the place for that it's the it's a really weird kind of place where people are interacting but but i I had i've shared this i had a room full of people and said who's who's on linkedin yeah and pretty much 100 percent of the room said yes and then the second question who uses linkedin Ah. and it dropped to about 60 percent and then it was, well, what do you use it for? And there was, well, it's like an online CV. It's good for resources. Yes. Through to actually, no, it's good for, for raising my brand profile. It's good for, for learning about what's happening in my industry. So, so I think although we've got access to it, utilising it within that leadership space is very different depending who you speak to at the moment. And I don't know, and I don't know if there is a, this is how you should do it. Do you know what I mean? Or, or, or it's right for one group to say this is, this is the right way to do it. I mean, LinkedIn is a classic example because, you know, we, we work in organisations. So this whole reality around LinkedIn is indicative of what people see as a marketing tool and what people see as an inverted commas social media platform and you've got some people that are very very comfortable with technology but they haven't wrapped their heads around maybe their relationship with i'm just going to say media on a daily basis and it's almost like their relationship like some people's relationship with leadership oh it's a thing i've got to do in that moment with that group on Tuesday. So some people's relationships with leadership, being a leader or the cultural narrative or social media, it's it's almost when it crops up, I'll do something with it. And then there are people that see it, it's the essence of what I'm about. You, you're managing and you're leading and we're affecting the culture all the time. I need to be media alert. That's real in the world. So some people seem to embed it into their thinking and then others seem to approach it as and when it crops up. <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's true. And I've just, as you've said that, I've just thought. So, so with the Scott Morrison, we've almost said there's the re- what we've seen is the reality of him. The, the, and, and I think you know he's been he's been. 
caught doing something, right? Mm. And that's what's been shared. Whereas is there, with a lot of social media, it's almost working the other way, that it's not the reality of us. It's a projected view, a desired, you know, it's our best bits that are kind of published online. And maybe we kind of know that. And I think what it's done in that instance, maybe what it's done is, as those that are looking at leaders, it's actually given us a glimpse of who we really have in front of us. And that's why it's spread so much and maybe why the importance of that that online presence is greater than it than it has been before. Because I think if we look at levels of trust in leaders that kind of, you know, and there's like the Edelman trust barometer which shows that trust is a depleting resource that we have that we we want to know who we've got in front of us and these stories like this i guess are reason as to why those those levels of trust are depleting they used to control in the narrative and they used to control in the narrative in the sense of being in a room with a group of people and through personal characteristics they can engender their own story with the interactions that they themselves can control and the the thing about social media is it feels i think to a lot of executives that one foot wrong and I can be hung, drawn and quartered. And I, I think there's something about their relationship with, in this business, because of hierarchy, I will be respected. But outside of this hierarchy, I'm cannon fodder. <laughs> and because, you know, for, it doesn't matter, you know, who that person is, 10 years old or 100, doesn't matter who they are or where they are, they can make a comment. And they may make a comment that says, what a stupid tie. Or look at the ears on, on her. And they're fearful of the or that well that word that he she used I didn't like it and they're going to get feedback that is hard to change the narrative of because the public or the public space isn't necessarily going to listen to your argument because people are very black and white sometimes in in their perspectives and entering into conversations on social media is something people fear so I think what there is is a recognition that social media is important or media uh, is important that there's a relationship with it that is I think there's a confusion about the Instagram moments which is almost like having a photograph taken for the newspaper you can almost contrive it and then there's the your voice is being recorded or somebody's videoing you on their phone or you've created a corporate film or podcast or whatever it is but it's open to translation and I think that's where uh, there's this really weird truth where people are straddling do I really need to engage with it because actually unless i've got a media-based business what the heck do i need to be doing on 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 those platforms really you know i'm, I'm an fd i'm a marketing if i'm the marketing director i'm probably all over it but other people it's why why do i care about it and you think some of the, some of that comes from from a fear of the uncontrollables once stuff is out there is, is that what you're saying i know a lot of senior people that are very conscious about their personal brand but primarily unless they have a very strong sense of self it's in the negative i don't like the sound of my own voice or i don't like the way i look or i don't or they have a discomfort with almost the naturalness that's required in the media space these days there is an ease that's required because i think back in the day you could be inverted commas corporate and you could deliver a corporate tone but that's reacted quite negatively to so you've got to be at ease with yourself you've got to show a 
a, a version of yourself that people have a sense of trusting and i think that's um, for a lot of senior people who you know the old gag is you're not as funny as you think you are because you know people are laughing not because you're funny but because you're senior they're often in a contrived space where they're not quite sure of the in their hearts they they know that they they may not be being as natural and they're not as easy as they'd like to be but they have control so they're okay but once that gets taken from them i think that's when i think that's what they fear they fear the lack of control and they don't control the narrative because they're not so comfortable with themselves that they can get a a straight message across that's that's my sense of it i I don't know what what your thoughts are but it feels like there's a lot of angst around it i guess i think there's going to be elements of that because the the whole topic was about being kind of self-aware yeah Uh, the the self-aware element was i guess because once it's out there it's out there right And and, and i think that's part of it so i need to be aware of the things i'm saying doing projecting because i'm going to be judged for it i'll be opinions will be created on me does that mean because of that i'm therefore going to have to make sure i do the right things because somebody's watching versus is I need to do the make sure I make sure I do the right things because it's the right thing to do and, mm. and is that not a positive thing that maybe because more eyes are looking leaders are being held more to account and I, and I think maybe there's a perception that what we see is a real aversion and maybe that that's yes does that does that kind of make sense well I think there is something that says you know once this goes out I lose control over it and what I say today may not be true tomorrow and the public domain is not yet mature enough to take what I say now as necessarily being where I am now because it will dig back you know you're getting people in Hollywood for example where they made a tweet nine years ago in in a context that now is different and they're being attacked over it and you go yeah because nine years ago they didn't have the maturity that they do now or or whatever it might be and they've shifted or changed or but you but you said it didn't you and well you actually said that and you go well yes but the context was different yeah but you did say it and and I think that's what I think that's the tweet we've copied the tweet here here's what you said so yeah and i'm just i mean i'm working with an organization right now they do work where they dig holes and i said so wouldn't it be great if when you're out you take photos of the hole being dug and make some sort of commentary on it because they're linked with they're doing that for other partners and you know a great day's work on behalf of client x the look i got back was yeah the problem with that is that when we take that photo and it goes online you suddenly get a load of comments that say you're not wearing the right gloves that high-vis jacket's not done up correctly etc and it doesn't matter if we think it's right and it's perfect somebody else will take umbrage with it and say yeah but technically that's not the way to do it and then we end up having to have a discussion about it and it's just not worth it so they'd rather be vanilla and just not do it than have a relationship with it and i guess that's where it takes a real strength of maturity to say this is who we are this is what we're about or this is who i am and this is what i'm about and i'm willing to accept challenge from that public space and that takes a real strength because there is a safety in why care about that actually i can just ignore it because actually i'm not really going to be judged by it i'm going to be judged by certain data points that i'm doing in my job so what the heck does you know media awareness mean mean to me and but what it does though it loses them a lot of opportunity because they've got all these clients that they could be sending a continual stream of positive stories to look at what we're doing today look at what the guys are out doing and they don't because they fear that out of the hundred messages that they could send out to the world going how awesome and how brilliant they could accidentally 
accidentally take a picture of a van that has a bit of a low tread on a on a tire and somebody notices it and they make a comment on it and then the client goes yeah but don't be putting out a picture with that fault on it and then tagging us in it and they go so do you know what it's just not yeah, worth doing it so and i've seen yeah of course it does yeah that's the one that gets the airtime right it's, it's interesting that i think what they're doing is there that's the words that's being used that's the rationale behind it but maybe that's just a mask for that fear and, and i guess it's it's i'm putting out there but i guess it's it's attached to my name then i'm the one that's standing behind that message is it a reflection of me does that do you know what i mean is there a, is there something that's doing something to my brand value that others will see by doing it um yeah and you know people say i, I just get inundated with recruiters offering me jobs and there's a bit of me as well you don't you know let's get a bit intelligent with who you're connecting with and what that looks i think there's a you know linkedin i guess primarily that was yeah. that was its purpose initially are you willing to engage with it, that, that it is. Vehicle? it's the craft of it it's recognizing that it, it is a craft and it does shift and change so linkedin as you say it was a cv it was an online cv right and now you've got people like uh, gary v you know gary v yeah yeah yeah. uh yep um whose name i can never quite remember veyanuck or veykachuk something like that isn't it yeah um yeah exactly it'd be more helpful hugely insulting if we can't yeah gary vaynerchuk and who's this fantastic sort of yeah he's highly social media you know highly social media competent and he's all over the place and he kind of announced that linkedin is the new platform for doing business you know forget facebook forget instagram and all that i mean not forget it but and so all of a sudden you get people streaming into this linkedin space and it was slowly morphing because you know as you mentioned earlier some people might say hey I know it's not for LinkedIn, but I just want to say, wow, this happened at home. And why are you making that comment on LinkedIn? It's not social media. So LinkedIn, from my perspective, dealing with leaders, is this massive marketing opportunity. It's this massive storytelling space that actually people still aren't sure whether or not they want to utilize it in that way. They don't necessarily feel as if that they want to interact with it as a, maybe as a sales platform, maybe as a brand platform. I think it's changing so quick and the power of it is shifting and the impact of it is growing that almost people, a lot of people would just rather stay away from it. And I think that's the question that we pose, you know, does the growth of social media put greater emphasis on leaders to be self-aware? I think they are self-aware and they're so self-aware about themselves that they kind of go, do you know what, I'm going to stay off it. I'm going to keep off it because <laughs> it's too dangerous. It's not dangerous. You know, if you embrace it, it's like anything in life, isn't it? You know, that, everything's dangerous if you don't know what you're doing with it. But I think they're, I think they, I think a lot of people are so self-aware. I'm a bit overweight and I don't like pictures of myself on it. I have this kind of funny way of saying these words and I don't like it. And I think it makes me sound daft. And I don't know what it is. I think it makes the people that have got that comfort embrace it. But the people that don't, don't go near it. And I get this sense that actually what that means is is that there's a lot of businesses are losing these massive opportunities to connect with people that might want to come and work for them because the stories and the narratives that are coming out of them are attractive and it would make people want to stay because there's a constant story about what a great organization this is to work for and rather than it just coming from a marketing department in a relatively bland vanilla look what we're doing on this day it loses this kind of uh, human approach that the new generation of you know inverted commas youngsters coming through which is me now being 50 is nearly everybody is uh, yeah it's almost as if there's these two truths going on a lot of the people in senior positions just stay away from it 
and a lot of the younger people are looking for it. It's almost like the two don't quite meet yet. It's, if it's somewhere dangerous, I think it requires a certain amount of... It's that, I guess it's the ultimate test of being vulnerable, isn't it? You're not just putting yourself out there to, a, to those that you know. Yeah. I'm really putting myself out there and kind of exposing myself to all, all manner of... I guess it's not even I'm exposing myself to criticism. Yeah. I'm exposing myself to a different level of criticism because there's yes. something very faceless, anonymous about me. The phrase keyboard warrior has come synonymous yeah, to troll yeah world it, it's yeah. it's a thing and i think there's a different psychology that exists when i sit at my keyboard in my house with my own views it's safe i can say what i like and i think it's not it's not even so much that i'm getting feed i'm getting feedback that i would probably never even get in, a, in any normal face-to-face environment i mean you look at some of the comments that people put online yeah for certain you can't believe that people would think some of the stuff let alone kind of say it. and i guess that's the world that you're kind of putting yourself out to and i think the, the vast majority would look at it with interest and insight and gain value but I guess the psychology of us looking at the comments that are written would you tend to focus on those other ones and and I think you're right is it safer for me not to do that and not to get myself out there yeah the work that we do and we talk about the challenges that leaders face and the ability to get proximity to their people oh it is a recurring challenge because of pressure or time and this for me is just another vehicle another way of doing that and, I, and i've seen some great examples do you ever remember seeing the um the richard branson photo when he was walking around the offices and there was a guy asleep on the sofa oh, yeah. did you see this yeah. and he took a selfie yeah. and then posted it out there I thought, that's amazing so not only is that amazing externally but internally i just i think there was i took Took so many positives from that and I thought yeah man he's got it that's right he's got it do you know what I mean yeah yeah I do remember that but I also remember the commentary was it was a spectrum of how hilarious what a great character seeing the humor in that and posting that out brilliant to somebody going I bet his boss gives him a right roasting when he gets up when he gets in the next morning through to you know how horrible of you to shame an employee in a public forum and that's the reality of the reaction that it's people react to these things so i put something out on linkedin the other day which was just uh, my face with a quote next to it was this the fear quote yeah fear is in your imagination the thing that you fear can only exist in the future creating hesitancy to act now because of things that do not or may never exist danger is real fear is a choice yeah now so i got as of today 38 thumbs up and all that stuff and comments and one person with no malice but just their particular opinion basically fundamentally disagreed with me (laughs) and and they said you know it's a mental health issue and i responded while going well no i don't don't think being anxious is a mental health issue you know if you have a mental health issue and that makes you anxious then that's a different thing but having anxiety is not in itself a mental health issue unless you say like performance management it means the good and the bad so mental health includes all positives and all negatives therefore it's all mental health well then everything's a mental health issue then, you know kind of stuff but what i mean is it's not that they're right or wrong we could get into that debate forever it's the fact that somebody in a public forum doesn't like it and they respond with a disagreement and guy bloom can handle that one-on-one because he's not a corporate entity but there's somebody in a marketing department that if that had got an md's face on it with a quote and it had gone out and then there'd have been a negative response they then have to handle that and go do we accept that and we're okay with triggering by holding a position we're triggering a response or do we go vanilla in a manner that means we're always safe and i think maybe that's what you know social media or media is doing it's forcing people to if you're going to do it you've got to stand for something 
And a lot of people don't really want to acknowledge what they stand for. That's a, I think the trigger and the response, I think that, that's a you know, that's a really interesting point. I had, I had a room full of senior leaders and they're trying to encourage a culture where people speak up. That's a yeah. big thing they want at the moment. They're in a place of conformity yeah. and they, they, they kind of want to move to this place. Yeah. I asked, so, so unanimously, by show of hands, how many you, you're all in agreement, you you want your organ, the people within your organisation to speak up unanimously, hands all in the air. I said, but do you? <laughs> do you really? Because I suspect the things that people aren't speaking up about are the things that might be a little harder to hear. Mm. What do you do in the face of that? Because that's what you're asking for. And I think by nature of your response to their hand in the air telling you things will be a factor on how much of this culture is going to succeed or not. You know, we, we talk a lot about vulnerability and courage. I think there is a, a requirement to have to do that as a leader now. now I, I don't see how you can't forge new ways, creative or a lot of the buzzwords around without that element of being vulnerable right now. Yeah, maybe that's what I guess I noticed with that whole going back to the trigger for this for us was Scott Morrison it showed heaven forbid and it doesn't have to be like that but it showed an older guy who was caught with a response that he wasn't used to and without social media there nothing would have happened other than maybe a line in a newspaper that would have made the statement but the physically seeing it layers on this level of emotion and I think that's what it is it's it's this whole idea that back to your point i know this, the situation you're talking about is back to what you were saying is social media is kind of a metaphor for having to have the honest conversation <laughs> yeah it's if if you're prepared to have the honest conversation in the organization the chances are you're going to learn and have the comfort in in the way that you would then interact with media and i don't necessarily call linkedin social media i think social media for me is facebook and twitter and instagram and that kind of stuff whereas i just see linkedin as a as a marketing conduit really more than social media but i guess maybe it's morphing more that way but the the, the port the point being yeah maybe that's what it is we've said about being emotionally intelligent and more sort of socially aware but maybe that's what it is it, it's about the leader's capacity to grow into a point where your emotional intelligence is now not contained in the safety net of an organization where you have positional power and actually even if there is a narrative that's going on you know that you're not going to hear it because nobody's going to say it to your face and i think in the past you will and you still do see people's opinions of their leaders that are held back and maybe only demonstrated at exit interviews or employee satisfaction surveys but when it comes to media i'm going to hear it and i'm going to hear it from people that will judge me independently from a distance and i may or may say i may say they don't have the context but they'll you know they'll probably have enough context to have an opinion and a lot of people don't like that and i think it comes back to that whole unless they're used to handling those things in real time and have put themselves into a place where they've learned how to get good at it yeah there's no way they're going to go near the media stuff what's that conclusion then from my perspective i think it's, it's one of those things that's not going away and this is my view is i just i think there's such a population there and it's such a mechanism for sharing views thoughts influence yeah. I, I can't see how you can't embrace it yeah and embrace it doesn't mean i you know i lovingly walk into it but at least play with it at least kind of step into that space a little because actually i think by nature of you not potentially that that outside judgment is happening anyway that you don't have a, a version of you that's out there yeah i think that's a really good summary so if i've heard you correctly it's not so much that the genie's out of the bottle but the 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 reality is that this thing is not going away you've, you've got people coming through from different ages call them whatever we want to call them who are absolutely living through a social media or media lens they are absolutely absolutely 
judging you by a whole platform of what they can find out about you what they see about you for me to really trust you I don't want to just see you in the moments that you present yourself to me in your finest in a town hall event or a public event where it's all scripted and it's manufactured I actually if I'm going to trust you I want to see you in life doing your job around the place but in a manner that isn't scripted and it gives me a line of sight on what you're really about because that's how I see everybody else (laughs) you know I am I am used to seeing stars and people that are famous and if you are a leader you're famous in your own workspace right and I'm used to seeing them in a much larger timeline when they are vulnerable and you mentioned that earlier and and if I don't see that in you then I do think it's contrived because I have no other examples of it and I think that's what leaders have to wrap their head around I think the summary then is you've got to embrace it you've got to get with it you can ignore it and you can probably get away with ignoring it for a while but the truth of the matter is if you've got a business that's going to be around and sustainable and here for the long term then leaders absolutely have to connect with it maybe it's not just about being more yeah self-aware but it's that willingness to embrace that and translate themselves into that space and see it as just as just as important nice nice summary Okay, well, on that note, I'll uh, I'll bring us to a halt. I'll see you on the next podcast. Okay, that's it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out at livingbrave.com. And of course, subscribe to hear more of our podcast. See you soon.